Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you will enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five-element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life, Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical transformational journey. Imagine it's a peaceful fall day and you're watching a leaf on a tree just before it takes its final journey to the ground. It doesn't want to leave. It's holding on to its mother tree as long as it can. But then a strong wind comes and takes it on the magical journey, flying upwards at first in the air and then slowly down to the ground, moving back and forth, back and forth, until it softly lands on the ground in just the perfect spot. That is one of my favorite ways on thinking about the element of metal. Thank you, Lita. My name is Jay. This is Pod 15, and we're talking about metal. And the wonderful qualities of metal. Yeah, that was a beautiful description of that leaf just hanging on maybe a little too long, and then just pops on, goes, and effortlessly just falls down. And it's got that wistfulness, doesn't it? It's the nostalgia. And I worked really hard to get my voice into the metal element, which is a little bit, you know, it's got this sad tinge to it, but it's also beautiful. And it has this esoteric quality. Sure. Yeah. That's great. After this episode, hopefully you'll be able to see if you have metal in the top three of your five elemental makeup. And so today is metal, 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 metal. Wee, heavy wee, metal. Wee, heavy There's metal. that aspect too. Yes, it's yes. not just all wistful nostalgia. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. also... I know this is one of your favorite <laughs> elements metal. to talk about, right? Yes, yeah. it yes. is. And it's so funny when I've, I've done workshops for years and years, live workshops. And I noticed that a lot of the times... Metal people in the audience look slightly bored as I talk about wood and then I talk about fire and then I talk about earth and then I get to metal and it's like the rest of the room falls asleep almost and the metal people are like wide awake and nodding their heads and they're, you know, as much as they can get excited, they're really excited about it. (laughs) Yes, yes, uh, yes. As much as those metal people can get excited, sometimes they seem a little underwhelmed, even though on the inside they're kind of excited about things. Yeah, they just don't show it. Yeah. So Jay, what did James Dean, Marilyn Monroe, Angelina Jolie, and Johnny Depp all have in common? Hmm. Uh, Hollywood legends, actors for sure. Absolutely. What, what else? Well, they are special actors. Like in that, special, like special? Not special okay. that way. They're really special in that they all have a mysterious magnetism that intoxicates us into wanting to know more about them and to be around them. Plus the fact that they are all metal. Wow. So is that the metal magnetism? Yes. They're all really the most legendary people in our culture. You yeah. Know, they that all was seem a long to be metal. list. I know we talked about lots. We always go, there's tons of metal people out and about. They're not always front and center, but they're right there, you know, there's usually a, in a pretty, 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 pretty big spot. Yeah. They're the quiet stars who don't like a lot of publicity. Yes. Yes. And we're going to talk yeah. more about that later. We have a whole list, you know, so how do they do it? How do they always look so cool? Let's start the conversation with that. 
Well, I mean, is it the clothes? Is it the style? Is it the fact that they don't seem to care about what people well, think of them? That is definitely a point, I think, for sure. You know, it's also a way that they, they present themselves. Their arms just look like they're hanging off their body as though they're walking on clouds, kind of like kings and queens. They look yeah. a little, you know, they sometimes have their head up. It's like, like, like you always say, they're walking on clouds. You know, they have unfocused eyes, which we're going to talk about later. And even a nonchalant stroke of the hand to brush their hair from their eyes. They mesmerize us. It's the way they move. It's very cosmic. It's like the, you know, the queen wave, you know, the little twist of your wrist. The queen is probably metal too. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Seeing her in the recent news with our president, she definitely looked metal, possibly water second. Um, But the UK culture is metal. Yes. So sometimes we have to be careful. Like we can't assume that someone who's behaving metal is metal in that kind of situation because we're not really able to see her Yes. Like in her normal yes. day-to-day realm. Yes. So uh, she's just, yeah. it takes us a long time to definitively guess, basically. We are, you know, we, we watch kinda... hours and hours of video on one person to yeah. make sure we can see them walk, we can listen to them talk in a normal situation, not in a public situation. Yeah. So it's our educated yeah. guess, as I like yeah. to say. No one we really do our knows best. for sure. We do our best. So, okay, great. <laughs> so, you know, let's go a little bit more. Tell us a little bit more about metal. Well, at some point we talked about earth and the harvest season and the celebration of all that's good and abundant in the time just between summer and fall when we take in all the fruits of our labor. And so then a moment comes when we realize all this food has to last through the winter. Eek! And there's a bit of a pulling in of all that abundance, a conservationist mentality. Sure. We have to plan ahead and and then we really start to value all that abundance. So is metals is the season of autumn? Yes. Which is the preparation for the long winter. Okay. Right. Long winter's rest. Okay. That. Yeah. And if you've ever made jam or preserves, which is the perfect metal thing to do at the end of summer, you can imagine how those little jars in your basement are like valuable, like gold. Yeah, and they'll sit on those little jars like the dragon with the with the coins yeah. or the hen on the nest, just kind of holding on to those. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I've seen metal people like treat them yeah. like Gollum and, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> in the ring, you yes, know. My precious. <laughs> my precious. You know, because in their minds, it's not wise to give away everything. They don't want to give everything away. They want to save some for the bounty of the long winter. They know it's going to be a long winter. You know, they like to hold on to things, all kinds of things with a reverence. And if they give you one of their jars of jam or something like that, they do that with such an appreciation of you and a gratitude. And there's this way that you realize you're getting something really valuable. So you need to they, reciprocate that. Yeah. And they they place the value on those things and then they transmit that value to you, not just the thing itself. Yeah. So the metal people represent uh, people who treasure things, conserve precious items like rare metals, yes. gems, or yes, even the occasional jar jam. Yes. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even sure that they like all like jam, but if they do, they would really hold on to that jam. Anything like that. Anything yeah. that's precious. Sure. So metal people look at all the fires out there, which remember fires the summer's exuberance and frenzy, and they think, 
calm the bleep down. Bleep. <laughs> yes. What is so exciting yes. that you have to make and such then, a yeah, ruckus They might look at the it. earth people who are sharing all the bounty with the arms. They're saying, take it, take it. And metal's like, wait, 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 don't give it all away. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. So they've got a much calmer persona. They might feel really strong on the inside, but on the outside, they're cool cucumbers. Yeah. And you know, autumn is a season of falling back to earth when all the plants go dormant or die. We talk a little bit about that and that quote in the beginning about, you know, letting go, you know, brings the cycle back to the beginning of the essence of things. Like when you see the trees without their leaves, just the trunk and the bare branches, even the things you're most attached to, they must leave in the end. That's a good way to think of metal. And really, yes, that's the way to think of metal because they are acutely aware that all things come to an end eventually. Yeah. So what does this look like in the real world? I mean, we we have all the, we're talking about the metal people with their head in the clouds, but for regular people, not celebrities or famous people, what does it really look like in the real world? So most metals, and especially those that don't have wood second, which makes them a little more powerful, they're going to be less outgoing and less bold and kind of less in your face than a lot of the other elements. And and yet... They have this bizarre, rebellious quality that comes out every now and then. If you take one of them to a rock concert, they are going to rock out. So there's this strange juxtaposition between them being very what we call yin, which is like holding back, not really participating unless being, you know, called to do so. And then occasionally like letting out this intensity that's inside them. You know, so for the rest of us non-metals, uh, you know, we look at them and we're curious. We want to go find out more about them. And we're not kind of, you know, where they hang out, you know, let's go to them. They won't come to us usually. We have to go to them. We have to see what the mystery is about. Is it sort of an aloofness? Yes. And I always say, if you go to a party, you know, the metal person's going to be in the corner watching you. And that's kind of a real key that someone's metal is they're just hanging out and watching and they wait and they may really want to talk to you, but they don't make the effort. And they don't even care if you come over to them. That's kind of like, you know, that makes you want to go over to see them even more. Because, you know, they put the cool factor in and they're not trying. They just are. Yes. And people like to be around that. And if you're metal, the rest of the world seems to be enamored with your cosmic nature and the mysteriousness. Even if you don't see it. Even if you don't see it. And it's like you have a direct connection with some kind of divine ethereal realm. And the rest of us can't access that so easily. So we want to be near metals in the hope that something in them will rub off on us. So we want to figure them out. Yeah. You know, we think about uh, metal, at least I think of metal as the element of letting go. And in the Indian astro- astrological traditions, they call it air, which is great for the analogy we used at the beginning of the leaf floating through the air. I and, love that description that you did yeah, in the beginning. I keep and, saying that, but I just I just think it's really when you have that vision, it's very clear. And think about it. When that leaf leaves its mother tree, it will never attach again. So it has to truly let go. And to truly let go, you must fly free and easy and embrace the fact that you're falling. And, you know, what will letting go bring you? It may be sad or melancholic. And then metal, when it accepts that it's really going to let go, it 
so wonderful because it brings so much newness in the world. Yeah. If we keep hanging on to things, we don't get to the new stuff. Which is the spring. And so, the spring yeah. will never come if you don't let go. So as long as you don't cling too tightly or too long and you relax into the ebb and flow of life, which is death and rebirth, then you're happy in the metal element. It's the metal magic carpet ride. It's yes. up, it's down, it's I flowing, it's hovering. Yes. You know, yes. It, and it's, it's also this, the silence. Let's talk about that a little bit. It's a silent letting go. It's not, you know, a big to do and drama about it. The drama is all into internal, you know, the sadness of letting go. The experience of the free fall should be pure exhilaration. So yeah. I love the magic carpet ride because, you know, really life should be, I'm going on this journey. I'm going over here. It's really cool. And then as a metal person, that kind of, you have to let go of and you go to a new place and that's really cool. And then you have to let go of that. So it's this constant, like engaging with the world in this beautiful way and then having to let that go. You know, you sound like you're talking that they're living their life almost as like the sacred journey, the sacred journey into like maybe a temple or a cathedral or. It's, it, yeah, it's like their life that. is, they live in a sacred temple. Yeah, that's what, when you were just talking about that, that's what I'm thinking. There's yeah. like, you know, this like this sacred journey or it is. some kind of. Well, think like about that. it. When you walk into a church or a temple, do you walk in boisterously laughing all the time no, with your you friends? Just, you have to subconsciously flip into your metal, which is this quiet, reverently, as unassuming, head bowed slightly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so we all know how to do metal. Every time we walk into a situation like that, we have to find the metal within us if we're not already metal. To quiet down something. So, yeah, if you have metal in your top one or two, that's how you live your whole life. It's the whole life is your, the entire world is like your temple. Yes. And so you walk through life watching respectfully, paying attention to what's happening around you, remembering the history and the past. That's very important. And being aware of every breath you take. Yeah, I have a lot of metal friends and quite a few of them are history buffs. Yeah. And they like they like the genealogy, the yes, family tree, they, you know, that whole history and there are they are so into genealogy yeah. right now with yeah. the with the um tools now that are on the oh, internet. Yeah. I mean they're they going dig, dig, nuts. Dig. Yeah. If you have a friend who's totally into that Ding, ding, ding. It's probably, probably a metal, a metal person. thing. Yeah. So you know, they're also they're connected to something that's invisible, that's cosmic, that's something, I don't know, is it something always from the past or? No, it can be like a divine thing. They have like a direct phone line to God, but that that's kind of like, so you know, they may not even believe in God, so but even like nature could be their temple. Yes. Because I have a lot of yes, metal friends who love to be in nature. Right. It's not about religion or spirituality, but it is. It could be nature. It could be just this like knowing of something more. Yeah. You know, they, they, they look for the value. They connect with what's sacred, beautiful, worthy of their yes. appreciation. And nature is a perfect example. It's so exquisite. It's like a sublime painting and um, they meditate on it. They feel the beauty of it. And so they look for the value that they can connect to with what's most sacred and beautiful. You know, and I have a other, I have, I have quite a few metal friends. And another thing that they're really into is music. Yes. They love music. You know, maybe not mainstream music as we know it, but it's whatever music that is theirs. You know, and a lot of them obviously like metal or rock. Right. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily heavy metal. We just use that phrase, but they like rock. They like this 
pounding. I have a theory rock. about that. Well, share that theory with yes. us right now. <laughs> okay, I will. So as much as they are soft and sort of hanging back on the outside, they are actually quite intense on the inside. Yeah. And so they don't have a way to express that intensity in the world very often. So if you put them in a situation where there's rock music or even better punk rock music or heavy metal. It's like all that energy that they just kind of let lie dormant inside sure. them. They can let that out and they may dance wildly or they just might even stand there. But what they're feeling is this immense, intense energy internally. Yeah. So that, you know, so that rock concert is like their temple. Yes. So they have probably have a lot of temples. Like you said, they walk through life. Yes through all these different places. Okay. And some of them also dress like that. They like the leather and the piercings and the things that kind of say, hey, I'm tougher than I look. Because on the surface, they look like clouds. They don't look that tough. Yeah. So they like to wear the tough garb that kind of matches what's going on internally inside them. Sure. Like they might wear a ripped vintage concert t-shirt yes. with a leather jacket, <laughs> yes. you know, because that would look really cool. That And yes. that's the other thing. They are the super cool. They make everything look cool. And there are a lot of people out there who are want to be cool people, mostly the waters. We're going to talk about that. And they might wear interesting things that are new, but the metal people wear things that are just the coolest. And they really don't care about the way other people think about them. Yeah, they, they just don't do give it. A bleep, you they know? do it yeah. naturally. So I always think like it's a downplayed cavalier kind of attitude where I don't give a bleep because I have better things to think about attitude. Absolutely. You know, so it's kind of like they're floating through on their magic copper ride. Riding the winds, going up and hither and down and hither and thither and never. And then someone comes <laughs> along and they don't give a F. And they're the ones who'll jump off stage at the concert and completely let go into free fall and trust that by some miracle, someone will be there to stop them from falling. And the crowd catches them and moves them and passes them around. And they're just limp and trusting. They're and so cool. cool. So, you know, probably the person who invented that action yes. at a concert was crowd surfing. Metal. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely metal. do an unofficial <laughs> toast to that metal crowd surfing yeah. uh, for them. You know, and if you're a water person, you're yeah, the one you're that the drop one. because you want to be that cool metal person. You <laughs> jump and they're looking away. They're looking at something else and boom. They're the ones who fall flat Yeah, on probably. The floor. So if you're metal, do the crowd surf. If yeah. you're water, hmm, maybe not. Maybe not. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So I have another quirky thing I wanted to bring up. I have metal friends and I'll be like, hey, what do you want to do? And they're like, let's go walk around. Want to go for a walk? I'm like, yeah, let's go for a walk. And they're like, all right. And they drive us and they go to a graveyard. I'm like, what? <laughs> They're like, no, no, it's really quiet. It's really cool. Come on, let's go. I'm like, okay. And this has not just happened once. No, I've had different yeah, metal friends. What is the thing with the graveyards? It's a thing. Well, the rest of us don't really understand why metal people love to visit graveyards so much, but it's because of the ancestor ah, thing. We talked about that. They yeah. love to honor the ancestors and especially the past. Like they can't believe that we haven't learned from the past yet. They're like, anyway. I remember the history buffs, history yes. repeats themselves, yes. you know, like, yeah, itself. Yeah. So okay. they like the feeling of the graveyard, the quietness and the respect that comes over you inherently in graveyards, just like temples and metals innately know that everything comes to an end and are acutely aware of the impermanence of life. So they are more in tune with this transition to death that awaits every living thing on the planet. It's kind of like that cosmic, nothing stagnant in the universe. Yeah. That's a cosmic feeling kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, 
the sublime moment when the orange brilliance of a sunset is at its lowest in the sky. The encroaching darkness that surrounds the orange sun at this glorious moment, just before swallowing up its beauty and disappearing in a poof. And that is how metal sees life. Fleeting, ephemeral. Kind of feels sad, but it's not to them. Yeah. Right. And they live their life to the fullest, knowing it's fleeting, constantly aware that it's going to be over. It could be ripped away from them, but they like things real. They like things knowing that it won't last forever. Although we could last forever. Yes. They did their alchemy. And they're comfortable in the darkness and yeah. it's easy and comfortable. It's not sad. Like other people might feel sad when the sun sets, but they just let go of the sun like everything. Else. I, you know, funny, really quick. I was at a sunset one, this was many years back with a metal person and the sun went down and it was just like you said. And they looked at me and they said, tragic sunset. No oh, way. Like, oh my God. That is so cool. <laughs> you know, and it was, Perfect. it was like tragic sunset. Boom. You know, so that's a good, if you have, a, if you have someone turns to you and say tragic sunset, they're probably metal. metal. They're probably metal, but that's them being 100% real. And, you know, and we're just kind of like not yeah. on the same way. Well, that's a good topic. You know, the realness of metal, the authenticity, they do not like phoniness and inauthenticity yeah. with people in the world. And they're going to be a hundred percent real with you while the rest of the world, it's like the to them, we're all playing a silly yeah, game. They won't make a connection with you, a real connection, unless you sit down by their side, you know, let your guard down, no BS, be present with them and, and you, just kind of chill. Yeah. And if you do make a co- connection with them, it will be cosmic in nature. You know, we keep tossing around this word cosmic, cosmic, cosmic. That's my favorite word with metal. So let's talk about the cosmic thing. Well, you know, when you make a connection... It's, it's about talking quietly one-on-one. It's about hanging out and sharing time and space together. So really that cosmic feeling is greater than both of you yeah. and you're sharing it together. So you might be touching and being close and you might have this feeling of awe and deep appreciation. And it comes from a sense of being in the presence of a, a person, place, or thing of value of greater value. And they may like to enhance that socially through activities like, you know, where they drink something together or some other kind of substance that they do together. It is, it is the realm of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, the metal element. That's a nice way of saying that they like to take drugs, (laughs) but you know, it could be casual. It could be, you know, like something like smoking pot or, you know, having a couple beers. I mean, I'm sure, some people, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, they were doing heavy drugs because they're trying to get to that that cosmic, cosmic level. level. Yeah. 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 And the value of something, like even coffee drinkers, you know, there are, co- there are coffee people who drink it for the caffeine mm-hmm. and sure. then there are coffee people who drink oh, yeah. it for the taste. Like the, the people smell. who buy the monkey butt coffee. You yeah. Know, the, 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 <laughs> you mean the coffee that the monkeys poop out? Yeah. <laughs> so they drink that for like, ooh, it's, the, you know, not so much, maybe the wood people too, because it's the best. I never thought but, about the metal people. But it's that feeling, that <laughs> texture, that, you know, that divine sense of this coffee. Well, I'm just laughing because the metal element is is associated with the colon. Yeah. <laughs> and so drinking <laughs> coffee that monkeys poop out so kind of makes anyone doesn't know, Google it. It's about the monkey where they pick the beans and they let the monkeys eat them and then they go pick it up afterwards. I yeah, know it's, it's gross, gross, but it's supposed to be some of the best tasting coffee. It's the coffee. most expensive coffee. It's expensive and probably has this very unique flavor, this this value. So it'll be the metal in the woods, 
you know, the woods will buy it and then give it to the metal yeah. people. I don't know. I'm just now, ranting it, here. There are probably some people out there who really don't understand how to truly value something the way metal people do. So I think you should think for a moment about something you really love that you really appreciate. And then imagine experiencing not having it. Yeah. And what would life be like without that person, place or thing? Have that thing ripped away from you. And the longing that you might feel can strengthen the connection to it. In other words, by, by knowing that that might end, you feel a stronger connection to it. And that is the metal element. Yeah. That's really something to try to understand and, and feel. And again, when you talk like that, it sounds tragic or has this tragic undertone, but not when you're talking about it with metal. Well, think about all the people in the world that take for granted. They take for granted their spouse or maybe their children or maybe the money they have or the house they live in, the car they drive. You know, maybe they're really happy with all those things, but they don't really value it, value it and appreciate it at the level that metal does, mm-hmm. knowing that it's impermanent. Yeah. And the other thing that makes me think about metal now is respect. Yes. So you know, how they treat their things yes. and how they treat people. Out That's, of the value yes. comes the respect. Uh, yes. So, so let's talk about respect. Yeah. It's a so, big part of the metal. Absolutely. They, they treat people that they deem worthy with utmost respect. The way to display this respect is not with exuberance, like would people love to high five, you know, and they do a lot of cheerleading. The kind of reaction that metal is looking for is. Yeah, that high five will send them going the other way. Yeah. They'll do it, but they're like, oh, you yeah. know, like, oh, I can't take it. Yeah. Words are not needed for metal. It's a silent head, head nod, a solemn expression, you know, hands in a prayer position. Like think of a monk bowing to you. That's what they're looking for in terms of feeling good connection with the eyes. Yes. Looking through the eyes, the eyes say, I appreciate you. I respect you. I value you. So he says the eyes, the windows of the soul. Yeah. Looking right in, but not, but they are, but they're not. So it's kind of like this. I appreciate you. I respect you. I value. Okay. So what they want most in life is for folks to value them through this type of respect and appreciation. So when we're talking about, the metal and their respect and all the reverence for things. You know, how does that connect with like a wood? We were talking about wood. Now wood looks strong, but it's like the marshmallow on the inside. Right. So they're polar opposites. So metal and wood both have strength and they both have softness. So wood is strong on the outside and metal is strong on the inside. So you can see that there's a lot of similarity and there's a lot of difference. So I I like to say that they're opposite. So they're both sensitive to the world and people's energy and noises in general. Yeah. And I know they both wood and metal, they'll avoid crowds. Yes. Because of that sensitivity, that soft part of them is, you know, on the inside for wood and on the outside for metal, but they're both sensitive in that way. You know, and we see a lot of, we did some research on couples and we saw a lot of metal and wood as couples. Yeah. You know, it matches up very We were surprised how many metal and wood people get together. And I always say, you have a big wood person. What's the one thing to chop down a big tree? An axe. An axe. The the, the metal. tree, no one else can touch them. And then along comes this metal person who's no bullshit, really super cool. And they could just chop them down really quick. So I think that's a lot of the appeal of the combination of the metal and the wood. So, yeah. And, you know, we talked about famous people. I always think about Greta Garbo, who we're pretty certain is metal. She's another one of those Hollywood legends. 
You know, she was notorious for like hiding under her hat, under her coat in New York City, even running away from people. She just couldn't deal with the crowd, the people, the whole, I think, inauthenticity of it all. Yes. Like if you sat down with her and were really authentic and really expose your inner, you know, thoughts, like she would probably talk to you. Yeah. Or she'd just give you a little, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I've seen some documentaries. (laughs) She looks like a wonderful, look like a wonderful person. So. Don't mistake her running away as soft. That's what I was trying to get. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, of being afraid or yeah. something. She was just being authentic and needed to get to a quiet place, probably. Right. Because inside metal is like steel, especially when push comes to shove. Like if they have to, they will fight. Oh, and yeah. They are like they've got rapiers. Yeah. Like they're not messing around. Yeah, yeah definitely. So you don't want to piss off a metal person, especially if you're wood. Oh my God. Yeah. They will chop you down. They will chop you down. And there's no way a wood person's going to win that yeah. fight. I've seen it. Not yeah. pretty. And, okay. and, you know, it's funny because the wood people seem the most macho and big in the world. And, you know, it's just amazing to watch this quiet person take a wood person down. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. The other thing that's really different about wood and metal is the patience. Metal is extremely patient. They will wait and and just let you do your thing until it's like, you know, unbearable. Explode. Yeah, then they'll explode. But wood is is so impatient. They can't Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. And I resemble that statement. Yes, you do. So let's move on to talk about the judge. Judge. You want any judge to be metal. Yeah. And and actually metal plays the role of the judge. So a lot of people don't understand what a judge really does. So they play the role of the judge, but they're not the criminal. They like to be rule followers. Yes. And and also you need to understand that a judge doesn't mean you're judgmental. So most people are judgmental, but metal people just look at the facts and they don't like get judgmental about it. They're just like, hey. You broke the law. That's that's the deal. There's no like big sob story that's going to change their mind. If you broke the law, you broke There's the no law. No gray area. There's no gray area. As opposed to wood, again, not to keep picking on wood. Wood loves a gray area. That we said in the beginning that of the wood uh, pod that we that wood people will make up parking spaces, and then the metal people want to like write them tickets. Yes, yes, yes. Are those the metal people doing that or not? Who's leaving notes on my car all oh, the time? Oh, it's definitely the metal people. <laughs> you parked four inches over the line. Um, the, yeah, no, I get. I say that with Jess, but yes, I have gotten notes on my car So before. I call metal people safety rules and regulations. Ah. And they, you know, for, for being as rebellious as they are in terms of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, the opposite is also so true. They like to follow the rules. They like to make sure that everyone is obeying them and being safe. And they have no emotional attachment to the outcome. No. That's what I like. They're very black and white and without emotion. So I also say that they could be the judge, but they can also be the executioner. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but if someone's going to chop my head off, I don't want them to be all like emotional about it. No, and I want a sharp blade. A sharp blade and a quick cut, you know, yeah, and that would totally. be metal. Done. Uh, yeah. And just like, that's it. Yeah. So you want the medal for those two roles, judge yes. and executioner. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that's a lot fine. of people would probably prefer a judge that could be swayed. Oh, but that yeah. would not be a metal judge. Right. A metal judge will just say this. These are the facts. 
and this is the punishment. Yeah, we, Elita and I once had an opportunity to observe a female judge in a court, very busy courtroom. She was metal. It was just a beautiful thing to watch. It was amazing. She had that whole place in utter respect of her. Yeah. And she did not take any BS from at anyone. All. I mean, you, we saw some of the, I don't know, I don't want to say crazy people or whatever, but there was a lot of people in the courtroom that day and they were from all walks of life. How's that? That's a good way of saying it, right? And even if they weren't respectful in the beginning, boy, she just brought them right up to speed and they either complied, they complied or they got in trouble. Yeah. Like they were like, if you don't want to, she was like, if you don't want to follow my rules, boom, you're You're out. out. And then like, they're like, whoa. And they just got humbled and, you know, figured it out really fast. And some people didn't. And they just paid the consequences of not respecting that, that authority of the judge. It was really fascinating. And interestingly, the other weird thing about metal is that, you know, like a judge, but let's say people in offices or office workers, um, there's a lot of bureaucracy in the world. Metal people can handle that. Because of that rules and regulations thing, they're the ones working in your town halls or in the back post office, post office, back end of the office. They're they're following those rules and doing that kind of as long as they get the respect. So I think that that whole bureaucracy is the opposite on the wood again. Yes, because bureaucracy is death to wood. It is the most painful thing. You know, we talked about the guy who wouldn't wait in the cable line. He paid someone 50 bucks not to wait. And metal people are like, you know, it's totally fine. They can deal with it. They can totally deal with it. So let's let the metal people deal with that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So let's move a little bit down to, you like to say, the knight errant. So metal in romance is like the knight errant in love. And think of Camelot and Lancelot and medieval chivalry. And these knights rode out into the countryside looking for good deeds to do in the name of their lady. And so that's romantic. And I think that would be my lady. My my lady. (laughs) And the knight works alone. And yeah. it doesn't, you know, the night doesn't. That's the life anyone. of metal. Yeah. They like to be alone a lot. Yeah. yeah. And they like to be in service. Yeah. So like they're the ones who are like, oh, I'll give you a ride to the airport. No problem. You know, they. It they, could be like a four hour ride. They drop <laughs> you off. They got to turn around, go four hours back alone. And they're fine with that. So nowadays the night errant can be just as romantic, whether they're male or female. Might be not as dramatic as slaying dragons yes. or fighting ogres <laughs> yeah. or whatever they're doing from a lady. Maybe they're slaying you in the bedroom. Ah. <laughs> But anyway, okay. So, but also remember we talked in the earth podcast about their sensuality and the earth element is sensual in terms of like the way they look and the way they walk. So a little sense and sensibility. Yes, yeah. right. That actually is a metal book, I think. But anyway. Oh, and, def- well, British. Yes, right? yeah. totally. So, but anyway, so if you love sense and sensibility. That could know, be a ding, case ding, study ding, on metal. metal yeah. yeah. Remember when we said that they love uh, the senses, touch, sound, music, you know, taste, the food in your yeah. mouth, the sight, the nature sunset. can be sensual. Yeah, for the, them, the sunset, the nature, and the smells. They are, yeah. they are not afraid to smell yucky smells, good smells. It doesn't matter. They want to really smell things. You're like that monkey pooping coffee. That's kind of got to smell like no other coffee. You got to <laughs> oh say, God. come on. Right, so I'm, I'm sorry, I digress. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Anyway, so, <laughs> let's move on to some of the challenges. And yes, struggle. that was kind of all very positive. We love yeah. both love metal. So let's talk a little bit about the challenges. You know, if someone 
I always think that the trust thing is the first thing that goes. So if someone close to a metal person violates their trust, it's very hard for them to connect again. They are like out like, to the curb. Like ever. Yeah. yeah. Metals, if you do something that's, you know, violates their trust, they will actually lose their self-respect if they continue to be in that relationship. And I've seen that you. go on in a cycle for a long time, yeah. on and on and on. They just can't get out of it. Yes. So then they get depressed or maybe sick. You know, everyone grieves when a loved one dies, but metal, yeah, when they lose a friend, it's yeah. like someone's dying. Yeah. And they may lose their perspective on life when something incredibly valuable is lost. And this isn't nostalgia. This is like in a bad way. You know, nostalgia is like a good feeling. You know, it's like when you think about someone who died and it was like a long time ago and you're just like happy that you're having that memory. That's nostalgia. And this is when intense bereavement leads to a not healthy way of expressing grief, which can happen when especially more than one person dies. When when metal loses a bunch of people at the same time, it's it can go really bad. Yeah, And it can go bad fast. I've seen it happen. And it's hard for them to come out of that cycle. So if you have that challenge or you're stuck in that challenge, think about that and how to work on your metal. And actually the way to work on that is detachment. If they're not allowing themselves to detach from something they love that's now gone, they are going to be a mess. So it's up to a metal person. They have a choice. Can they detach? Can they let go? Yeah, that's part of the grieving treatment yeah. uh, is, you know, for grieving is detachment. Right. So we, so in Chinese medicine, we do a treatment for people who are stuck in grief. And a lot of them are metal, but not all. And it's a wonderful treatment to allow them to move forward if they are unable to move forward yeah. in their life. And I think metal in a good place can move forward, uh, you know, yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, you know, someone dies and they grieve appropriately. And that should take about a year. That's fascinating. All right, so let's talk a little bit about some famous medals that are in the world. A lot, yes. of, a lot of people in the entertainment world. We mentioned James Dean and Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe, and they really dared us to want to get to know them more. They were, re they really wanted to become respected actors and they worked hard at their craft. So this is kind of what I also think of Cher yeah. in that category. Yes. Um, she is also, you know, has that coolness and coolness. that, but there's always that edge of tragicness, yes. which we're going to talk about a little bit more with all of them. They kind of have that. And we talked about Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp, and there's also that sexiness. It's like a quiet, mysterious yeah. sexiness. Yeah. And you know, we, one of our biggest actors is Meryl Streep and she is definitely metal, but she's always in a different character. Um, so it's hard to see that, but you know, I think with, with someone like Meryl Streep, how much do you really know about her? She's, everyone would know her, everyone would recognize her, but you know, is she married? Does she have kids? Where does she live? We know All these so things, little. We know so little. So unless, you know, you want, and that's part of the appeal, like uh, same thing with Johnny Depp, Angelina Jolie, Cher, all these really cool people, Humphrey Bogart, Greta Garbo. And then we're going to go through the list, but it's like, you have to go seek this information out. It's not that they're hiding. It's just that they're, yeah. you know, you, they want the authenticity. And I think one of the reason that medals are so good at acting is they really want to make the characters larger than life. And if you look at Meryl Streep in the movie, Julie and Julia, where she plays Which I love. child, she, she really honors her more than any award or accolade could have done 
And we've seen her transform into so many great women on the big screen, but yeah. rarely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she, done huge, huge parts. Yeah, we never see her as truly herself. And so what do we really know about her? Yeah, not much. You have to go <laughs> find it out. You have to go dig it out. You know, hey, what about Julia Child? Yeah, I mean, I... I'm I'd actually to not totally yeah, sure. We'd have to look at her. But, but I did want to say Jane Lynch was also in that movie yes. and is also metal. Yes, Jane Lynch. Cher's also done movies with Meryl Streep, yes. both metal, metal. Yes. Um, and we also have like Nicole Kidman, Dame Maggie Smith, Queen Elizabeth II, yes, the, queen, the Queen, Amanda Palmer, their performance artist, Paula Poundstone, Jim Gaffigan, Jerry Seinfeld, comedian, comedian, comedian. Yeah. Um, they have that dry humor. Yes. Yeah, so it's that sarcasm, that dry humor that is so British yeah. in its way. Yeah. Well, then you could always kind of look at the Monty Python sense of humor. Yes. Which um, I think has water as well, but yes, it's definitely, definitely water, metal, metal, it's water. quirky and cool and sarcastic all yeah, at once. I think that. So I love metal humor. It's very, really appeals to me yes. in, in many ways. So how do we spot a, a metal person out and about? Okay. So it's like they're walking on clouds and the easiest thing to notice is the shoulders are pulled back and squared off. And so this gives them their lungs maximum breathing capacity. The lungs are part of the metal element in, in Chinese medicine and they stand very upright with their head held high. So their head is, is almost reaching for the sky. And I always imagine that they're like a puppet dangling on a string from the heavens above. And the arms even dangle, like they, they're floppy at the sides. So everything descends down from that high point on the head where the string is basically. And so some may look like their nose is up in the air. We talked about the regalness of metal people. They look like king, kings or queens. And it's almost as if their feet barely touch the ground. And so it looks like they're walking on clouds. I think the perfect walk to watch is Angelina Jolie. Yes. The celeb. She's got the metal walk down. We talked about Beyonce having the earth walk. Yes. Angelina has the metal walk. Look at her, the way she walks. And that is. Just think about how she holds her head high and just everything descends from that point. And she's walking like on clouds. Yes. You know, I think Johnny Depp also has that cloud walk now yes. as well, too. Yes. So, okay, great. And listen, another telltale sign for a metal person is the talk, yes. the voice. Let's talk about the voice. So the voice sounds like it's, well, I always say it's Eeyore on a good day <laughs> from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so it's like they're going to break down crying at any moment, although they rarely cry. It's just the sound of their voice, like there's a little catch in their throat or a crackle. You know, Eeyore is metal perpetually having, totally. you know, having a bad day. And his cartoon voice is like overstated metal because it's so down but today's not yeah. a good day yeah. and he's cute but metal's voice also just so you know goes up a little bit at the very beginning like that little leaf takes a little turn upward in the wind so basically the metal voice starts like this they start talking and then they go down 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 until you could barely hear them and then they take a breath and they go start talking and it's so different than the descends, fire descends. up and down. Yes. So it's this little up and then descend, descend, descend until there's no more breath and you can't hear them anymore. And then yeah. <gasps> they take a breath and then it's up and then down, down, down. They keep talking. and That's so great. That's, and, you know, they also take out words, correct? Yes. So they they really don't like a and the and, you know, little <laughs> tiny words like that. They they just kind of talk. And my favorite uh, conversation with a metal person one day came in and said to me, Lita, yogurt and yoga. 
And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's deep. And, and, you know, I didn't even have to say that because that's wasted words. Like she knew yeah. that I got it and that I thought it was deep. So I was like, wow. And she goes, I know. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. She goes, I know. It's like the tragic sunset. Like, yeah, you get it. A few words. Excellent. Okay. So let's talk about the eyes. You know, we talk about the eyes and all the elements. Yes. What is the metal eyes? So they are defocused. So again, opposite of wood, which is highly focused. The laser eyes. eyes. Laser vision. This is more like x-ray vision. Ah, like defocused. Like they can see through things and they can see right through you, which is really unnerving to some yeah, people. Sure. I think that, you know, they have the bullshit detector. I think wood does too, but you know, it's a different kind of metal. It's like the metal detector. Ah, yeah. there we go. Yeah, I right? see what's metal. hiding. I like that. <laughs> so they do sometimes get a little verklempt and they, you know, they feel nostalgic and they might look like they're going to cry, but they don't actually cry. And so that's sometimes in the eyes. Yeah. So wood is laser focused. Fire is twinkly. Earth is dough-like. Metal is looking at you. Or and through you. Through you. Yeah. Through you. Yeah. yeah. So we say it's not like they're looking at the distance behind you. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I definitely. All right. So what does a metal person want? So metal believes that at the core of their being, there is a priceless gem and they know how valuable they are. But on a good day, they don't care what anyone else thinks. So what do they want from their friends and family? Well, they want their friends and family to also see how valuable they are. They want them to appreciate them and most importantly, respect them. Yeah, I think so too. You know, I think that if you have a metal person who's not respected in their family and circle, they're not in a happy place. Almost always. Yeah. And remember, self-respect is really important. If they lose their self-respect, they're in a bad way. Yeah. So let's talk about the evolution of metal. So it's very simple. When metals are searching for approval from others, they're not free to be fully themselves. And so they can't seek and demand respect. They have to be it. In order to be respected, they must first be respectful to others. And then, you know, like teachers, for example, why do students love a particular teacher more than others? Often it's the metal teacher who treats students with consideration and respect. And the students give that back to them. Yeah, so that's the, a good point. That the is a good point. evolution of metal. So the evolution of metal is to be of service in every situation and even if people aren't serving you or don't appreciate you or respect you, you don't worry about that. And you don't need to be respected in turn. You hold the place of honor like that judge by doing what is honorable yeah, so, regardless of the reward. And I think the honorable is awesome because that has to come from inside. Yeah. When they can, the honor comes from inside, from within, then they're starting to get it. Exactly. So that's that's basically the evolution of medicine. So service honor, um, respect, all the things we talk about, that's what you really need to think about for your, if that's important for you, that's, you know, you're in the metal one, two or three, maybe, uh, definitely the top one or two. So that's it for metal. Thank you for your service. This is your moment of silence for you. Yes, virtual hands pressed together and bowing for you yes. and your service to the world. Yes, and I'll throw in a reverent head nod and exhale. <sighs> okay. See you. We really do see you, Metal. We see you out there. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast. You can follow our Inspired Actions on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and really appreciate your input. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and don't forget to hug the dog.